1: Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. I'm Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Or feel free to to reach out to us on our website, www.kramer.com investmentservices.com, spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. While on our website, click on the media library and radio tabs to view the past couple of podcast shows that we've done, or members of Apple Podcasts and Spotify can view all of our past shows. Reach out to us if you have any questions or wish to schedule a a face-to-face meeting or a Zoom meeting. We're just here to help. So our topic today is going to be on new coronavirus worries, how to invest during periods of uncertainty. And this past weekend, we learned that there's a new coronavirus variant out there. It's titled Omicron. So this will be the second variant of the coronavirus, which caused a global downturn on Friday for the stock markets. Uh, In the U.S., we saw anywhere from a 2% to 3% decline which is quite a lot for one day, considering Friday was a half day for the stock market. And many people were thinking that today, Monday, uh, November 29th, was going to be a very dour day to the stock market, only to find out that the stock market in the U.S. is up between 1% and 2% today. So regardless of what the stock market does going forward, there's certainly a lot of anxiety still today over the coronavirus. Uh, We still see cases. um, We see periods of time declines and then surgence of the the virus. And it makes uh, a lot of uh, investors nervous. So we're going to talk about this, what we can do to help protect ourselves during periods like this. But before we do, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for asking. And uh... Interesting, interesting topic today. I'm fascinated by this one myself because uh, I was watching the stocks on Friday and the news about the uh, omicron. I guess it's omicron is the new variant, the new major variant, anyway. And uh, you know, so far, um, no confirmed reports. I guess in the U.S., but uh, they say experts say it's they're sure it's already here. So we'll see how that goes and how that affects the stock market. But I also think, Jim, and tell me what you think of this. This is just a random opinion. But you know, today is Cyber Monday. We just got over one of the biggest, you know, shopping periods, uh, you know, of the year is always Black Friday. And so I maybe consumer confidence is high enough that it brought the market back up or is keeping people a little more optimistic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that could be one possible scenario. You never know what's going to, you know, somebody in China sneezes and it affects the market, right? So you, you don't always right. know. It's not always the company's performance, which is what it should be. You know, it, are the companies in the market performing well uh, and how do they look? Are they sound? Uh, and then if they are, the stocks will increase. If they're not, the stocks go down. Um, that That isn't always the case though.
1: No, you're right. And that's a that's very possible that investors looked at the fundamentals of the economy improving. They had time to do this a little bit because it was the weekend. I'm glad the stock market didn't reopen the next following yes. day after yeah, that, that major could, down day. Yeah. So investors, you know, were, and I'm going to call this just made an assumption that Omicron perhaps may not be quite as scary as led to believe initially when the reports came out. And then also Moderna, uh, this weekend came out and said that they're in, very, uh, str- they're in a very strong position to come out with a vaccine to treat this as they originally, when they came out with their vaccine, wanted to be able to quickly adjust with the new variant. So they said they're in very good position to do that. Their stock is up a, a lot today as a result, but it's also helped to make investors, I think, feel more comfortable. But right now we're just doing some theories on this because I'm trying to look at the information out on the news. And what we just talked about was really all that we have other than we're seeing the stock market go up. Yeah,
0: that's it. So, uh, you know, with the the new variant, it it could mean various things for stocks and bonds out there, right?
1: Yes. And so yeah, your stocks and bonds are going to handle things a little bit differently during those downturns. And And, uh, I'm going to get into that in one segment here of our show, but I have to go to the next segment here and we won't spend too much time on this and I'll, and I promise I'll go easy with you. um, Here we go. Tony, Tony, what, what happened to your beloved Vikings this weekend?
0: Oh, oh, you had to bring it up. You had to bring it up. Well, um, yeah, we did not do well. (laughs) We played horribly. So that was a bad game. I will admit it. As great as the game was the week before, this game was yes. bad, and we we played a bad team that we should have beat. I don't know if it's it was a trap game. Yeah, well, it's a trap game a, after, a trap after after trap having a big yeah. game
1: like that against the Packers. Well, and you know.
0: traveling uh, for some reason we've not done well on the road, and we went we traveled to the West Coast, which is one of the furthest places you know san francisco it's whenever we travel like to san francisco or seattle uh we've not had great luck with those games in the history of the vikings so i was a little concerned honestly i i don't know what it is if the team parties too much in san fran or if it's the travel that wears them out uh but it didn't look like a disciplined crew our defense was horrible so
1: yeah. Well, okay. So we, we talked about sure. it. We got out of the way. I'm still a so fan though. On. We're
0: going to win next week.
1: Okay. You guys you still have a shot at maybe like the number six or seven seed <laughs> in the playoffs, but, Possibly. but it's, but uh, that's about it, my friend. Um, so let's talk about the stock market in the U S so kind of a crazy couple of days and looking at the U S stocks, I mean, w- even though we've had this big scare, Tony, the stock market in the U.S. is doing amazing. S&P 500 now, up through this moment, is up over 25% That's year-to-date. That's crazy. Dow Jones is up 20%, and now the NASDAQ is the leader of the crew, all up almost 26% year-to-date. Now, the beginning part of this year, we saw the Dow Jones and the, the leader of the pack, with the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ bringing up the rear. It's totally flipped again, NASDAQ. Yeah. The NASDAQ dominated last year and it's coming on strong again this year. So um investors who've taken on risk, and the NASDAQ has a little more risk to it, are, are being really well rewarded despite the volatility. And then of course the bond market has really been slow, yeah, incredibly so slow still this bad. year. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the so we got this new variant. There's a lot that we don't know about with it. So you know, with uncertainty typically comes downturns in the stock market. Investors typically do not like uh, investing heavily in risk investments when there's a lot of uncertainty going on. But some of the the um, economic and analysts uh, talked very positively about where they're seeing things over the weekend as they were listening to the business news shows. And then also with the news from Moderna, I think that's helped. To ease, for at least temporarily, uh, the the fear of a of a stock market crash. But you know this some this is something where if the news comes out and says that you know the the current vaccines are completely useless compared to this you know to treating this new variant. Well, then that's going to cause a panic. There's going to be some downturns. And um, what do we do about it? Well, if you're heavily in stocks, you should expect, rightfully so, that the stock the stocks that you own predominantly are going to go down. Some may go up, especially in what we call non-cyclical stocks. Healthcare stocks might be very, very popular at that point in time. But for, for the most part, you're going to be seeing reductions to the values of your accounts, whereas bonds, there might be somewhat somewhat of a upward pressure on it since some people may dump their stocks and throw it into the bond market, which has been lagging. Mm-hmm terribly this year, we might see a short-term up in that stock, in that bond market. There are periods of time where we see both stocks and bonds go down, but that's, um, that's fewer far between when you see both the stock market and the bond market going down heavily. You have to go back to really 2008 to see both of those two situations occur. Um, stocks right now, again, are doing great. Bonds are doing poorly But if we go through another downturn because of it could be the coronavirus, it could be for any number of reasons, we always have to come back to, do you have your your investments in the right places? And it's best to do that ahead of time before crashes occur. And that's where we get into looking at your overall risk tolerance. now yeah, through our
0: firm yeah i mean we well, do a, i wanted to jump in there and say yeah that, go ahead that when you talk about risk tolerance you talked right before that about stocks and bonds uh, you need to have a balance in your portfolio and and you don't want it all at risk right
1: well it depends on individual circumstances sometimes it does make sense if they let's say it's a younger individual they got plenty of time on their hands they are okay and this is very important that they are okay realizing at points in time their money's gonna go down and it's gonna go down hard. But if you got a long, what we call time horizon before you need the money, better there's no better place to be than, than stocks. Especially if it's being well-managed, you've got a significant advantage over somebody who's got a lot of money in safety in that regard. But on the other hand, you got somebody that's in retirement, nearing retirement, Uh, And they're going to be using that money either now or shortly. You know, having all your money in the stock market can be playing with fire. Mm. Um, I do recommend at times people go heavy in stocks, and I recommend plenty of times where people should not. Everybody's situation is unique, Tony. And that's why we always do this risk tolerance quiz, because it really helps us to determine what percentage of your money should be in stocks or similar risk investments. What percentage of your money should be in bonds or other similar or lower risk investments, which could include annuities?
0: Mm. So uh, obviously working with a financial services professional is recommended. You don't have to figure this all out
1: on your own. No. And so many people are fearing today that, well, I have no choice but to put my money in stocks because where else can you make a decent rate of return? On your assets, and if you're in a pure growth mode uh, scenario, you you have time on your hands. Yep. I, I definitely agree with that. There's no better place of which to be. Sure. But when it comes to you know diversifying as you get nearing retirement, you want to make sure you've got an appropriate amount of investments both at risk and in safety. I don't always recommend going completely into safety unless you're somebody who does not tolerate or cannot withstand any dips in the marketplace. And there are safer investments out there today. Even though this is a interest-starved world, Tony, you can find some you know, decent rates of return within certain existing annuities. We can even get into life insurance. I mean, life insurance does offer higher interest rates, than you typically find in a lot of fixed-rate investments these days. Bonds, uh, you have to go more into the riskier side of the bond market. The junk bonds that Market in order to get any type of return. But you're taking on a lot of risk when you go into the junk bond market. Mm. Um, So sometimes it makes sense to have money in bonds, especially when you want to have flexibility. You want to be able to go in and out of the stock market, you want to be able to withdraw your money and and change your your focus on a dime. Using bonds to that end can be an important part of, of having a diversified portfolio. But when it comes to long-term planning, bonds typically are going to disappoint. They've disappointed terribly over the <laughs> yeah. past decade, Tony, uh, averaging less than 3%. So now we're looking at inflation you know, rising to over 6%, according to the government. Well, bonds are not going to be able to maintain inflation. So you're actually losing money. In that type of an investment Yikes. so we have to look elsewhere we've got to be more creative sometimes think outside the box everybody's situation is unique tony i don't make the same recommendation to everyone in theory i would say you know you want to have that mix like you said between stocks and bonds and other types of investments that are safer so if we go through some bad times you're not you know going down with the ship but again everybody's situation is unique your need for the money The time horizon, your risk tolerance, what can you stomach is vitally important. And there's other things that we look at. Your age, um, uh, emergencies that may come along, the pike. It's a part of an overall financial plan. So people come into my office for the first time. This is one of the first things I want to know is how can you handle the ebbs and flows of the stock market? Because it really is like being on a roller coaster.
0: Oh, sounds like it. So, and you want to make sure once again, I'm just going to keep repeating this work with a trusted financial services professional. I mean, to get that plan in place, to utilize these strategies and be, you know, be proactive in that way. Right. And, uh, you
1: know, you're in it for the long haul, aren't you? Right. So I always say be proactive and not reactive. Ah. So, you know, I, I really mention this to my clients a lot. If we're going to make changes to your existing strategy, let's do it now. Not wait until some something comes about that causes us to have to change. Because usually emotions come into play and we tend to make more mistakes as the markets are moving down and we're making adjustments. So the worst thing we could do is say, like say after a 10, 20% decline, get really nervous and throw out our whole long-term game plan and go into, let's say, a safe investment. All of a sudden, and this happens quite a lot, st- the stock market comes right back up again, but we went into some safer investments. So you're not going to get your money back up to where it was before had we played more of what I call the long game. Mm-hmm. If, if your long-term plan is to be heavy into stocks, we have to know ahead of time that that's a part of the game. You know, we we look, to, we have to, when we're in the stock market, play the long game. If we play the short game and say, you know what, I'm only in it as long as it's up. And as soon as it starts to move down in the slightest, I'm going to be out. Uh, you're not going to be very successful. In fact, Delmar, uh, Delbar, I should say, which is a leading economics research firm, has shown over over 25 years that investors who try to time that market uh, usually lose compared to those investors who play more of that long game. So as we're in a situation like this right now, we've got stocks up heavy, you know, like twenty five percent in the United States. If you're out of position with your money, let's say you're heavy into stocks, but you're really not a, 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 a at risk type of investor, you want to sit down and meet with your financial professional. To make sure you're asking the right questions. Is my money in the right types of investments? Should I start pulling some of my money and going into some safer money? Not completely letting go of my my stock portfolio, but maybe downsizing it a bit based on your overall risk tolerance, your time horizon, and your age, amongst a number of other things that we look but
0: at. But you don't want to let your emotions uh, play into these decisions. That's
1: right. Right. Exactly. You know, try to think beyond today. Th- try to think beyond tomorrow. Think, play the long game. The best investors do the long game. And that is we're looking out, yeah. we're looking outward like a year, we're looking out two years, three years, four years, and keeping your investments with an overall financial strategy is usually your best move, especially in times of trouble. If we put your money in the right uh, investments ahead of time, You should feel really good as we go through these downturns saying, you know what? Uh, We already did this analysis with my advisor and I'm coming out in a pretty good position here. So I'm feeling really, you know, like I'm going to be okay. But if you didn't have that discussion, if you're throwing all your money into the hot investment at the moment, you could get burned badly. That's to talk to a financial advisor so you don't get caught in the downturn trap of the stock market.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And again, you work with a professional. Don't let your emotions uh, play on your decisions, uh, your investment decisions. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of us fall prey to that. Uh, When it comes to our money, we get emotional. And when it comes to the market, some people get really emotional and they react. Uh, They're not proactive. Like you say, they're reactive. And that's kind of what you're preaching against here.
1: Right. And then sometimes, even on some of the best business TV shows that I have, they tend to play up a situation, right? And like, like on uh, Thanksgiving, uh, really, really spooked the markets for Friday, the day after. Yep. Um, you know, this this new South African variant comes out and scares the daylights out of people, and then just a few days later, people are feeling a lot more comfortable. I, I would just suggest, you know, don't over, don't listen to the media. Uh, Don't always believe everything you hear. I'm not talking about fake news or anything like that. But information that comes out, wait, pause, um, don't overreact. The only time you should be overreacting is if you know you're out of position with your investments or if you're uncertain about it. If you're not working closely with that investment advisor, you know, when you hear information like that, then, of course, you should be nervous. But talk to your advisor Make sure that you're put into the right investments so that as we get this type of information, you can be calm. Don't worry about it. Don't have to worry about, you know, what the other investors are doing. Play the long game with your own investments and you're going to come out very well in the long run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, well put. Great show today. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go?
1: Well, if anybody has any questions, wish to follow up on this topic or anything else you want to go over with me. For callers in Wisconsin our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. If you're in Illinois our McHenry number is 815-331-8096. We do financial planning, money management at my firm. We get into tax consultation. We get through we go over the full range of financial planning subjects. So if there's a different topic you want to reach out to us, feel free to do so.
0: Yeah. All right. That sounds great. And uh, again, great show today, Jim. Uh, That does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com.